You're listening to a Countout Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is the other host of this show zach tom the the zach the end batista zach how you doing my friend i am doing pretty good uh new jersey decided it's summer now so now it's just 70 degrees all the time which uh, I'm not cool with because I have to wear all black to work and uh, my car's AC doesn't work. So I am just dying on my commute every day. Uh, yes, you're Mikey Manfredi, known lover of summer. Totally doesn't hate everything about summer's heat and everything I about it. I hate the heat. I hate the heat. I hate sweating. <laughs> I hate being hot. You uh, were resting on the laurels of a winter that never ended and it's finally gone. Everyone only likes summer because it's when you had off school when you were a kid. <laughs> there are those people that love the heat, Everyone though. likes summer because nostalgia. <laughs> oh, man. Ugh, when you get older, though, you know. Fuck the heat. Yeah. Ah, uh, there's people that fuck can't get enough of the heat. And then there's some people that are just like you that love the cold when it's, slash when, like when water. you're When you're, like, an adult and summer means nothing anymore and you're just working anyway, and then it's just hot on top of that, it's like... <sighs> fuck nothing is worse like you said before like when you have a uniform and you're walking across the parking lot and you're just getting battered with heat and you're like god fucking damn it man yeah yeah i used to work i, I mean i'm kind of used to it at this but i used to work at uh, a boardwalk during the summer but like it wasn't actually a boardwalk it was all just asphalt so it was always hot oh as fuck oh all my time. god god damn uh, yeah it sucked <laughs> uh anyway we persevered though we persevered it is hot uh my fan is currently on so sorry if you hear that in the background but it is not going off because like we said it's hot um but why don't we get right we have some we have some cool matches this week i think Mm -hmm. agreed uh i believe you picked the majority of them this week zach so why don't you talk about what you brought to the table sure so i brought to the table brian keith versus rudy garza at reality of wrestling nice and then I brought... Rudy Garza, no relation to Angel. Yeah, I was. I took a double take for a second. I was like, okay. And then I I picked uh, the Kick Demon Janaikai versus Sawyer Wreck at Wrestle League. Nice, a nice a Sawyer Wreck match is something we were uh, very hype about because we got a little taste at Into Deep and we wanted more. Very good deathmatch wrestler. Just wasn't sure if she was a. As good, if not better, or worse, we don't really know, uh, I didn't really know at the time, wrestler. But, we're gonna find out today. And mm-hmm. the one, and I brought to the table, uh, a match from Absolute Intense Wrestling, I brought to the table Tommy End versus Raymond Rowe, 
Uh, Tommy End, you may now know, is Malachi Black. And Raymond Rowe, of course, is Eric from the Viking Raiders in WWE. I hate Who how... are having some issues right now. <laughs> They're in NXT. <laughs> I hate how I actually had to sit there and think for a second, like, which one was Rowe and which one was Hanson again? Because I am so used to just hearing Eric and Ivar at this Eric point. Eric and now. Ivar was so good. I don't know why. I just hate that they keep changing things for no reason. That's just how WWE rolls. Hey, at least they're starting to get punished for their bad decisions. Based on based on what happened this morning. Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait and see for details on that. Uh, if you don't know, uh, just look up Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out. If you've heard this the like this week, if you haven't already heard it, it's everywhere in the yeah, wrestling world. It's wild, but it also has nothing to do with independent wrestling. So yeah, why don't we're we get to our about mainstream wrestling? We're going to talk about <laughs> independent wrestling, the good shit. WWE who? We're here to talk about stuff like AIW, GCW, Pro Wrestling Legacy, a myriad of other fun promotions. Yes. So let's get into our first match, which I believe we decided was going to be Brian Keith and Rudy Garza's match. Yes. Brian Keith and Rudy Garza from Reality of Wrestling. What did we think about this one? I thought this was a very good match. Me too. I thought it was solid. These two uh, really showed... It was a really good... Uh, showcase for both of these guys' skill sets, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the slight context I will give the people at home, because I always try to give at least some context if there's any for a match. I'm so glad you do that, because I just watched the match blind, and I'm like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> so, uh, the this match was, from the description of the actual video itself, thank you, Reality of Wrestling, for making this easier on myself. I don't have to go searching through Wikipedia pages. Uh, this is the opening match of the of their Rise to Wrestling Royalty one night sixteen man single elimination tournament match. Whoa! This is an opening round match between Brian Keith and Rudy Garza. Garza being a member of the Renegades, I believe. Yes. And uh, his whole shtick that they were going to this match is that he could only win matches with the other Renegades help, but oddly enough, he had come out by himself. And if you've not heard of Brian Keith, Brian Keith is the badass bounty hunter of this entire promotion that will kick the shit out of you with really stiff punches and the, uh, what is it, the uh, the fastest kicks in the West, I believe is what they've given him. Yeah, the fastest kicks in the West. Move over, Hangman. Move over, Hangman. Move over, fucking... <laughs> Move over, Brian Danielson. <laughs> Move over, Malachi Black. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the basic gist of this match going into it is that these competitors wanted to end this match as quickly as possible because they had another, like, three matches they would have to go through if they won this match. Mm-hmm. And evidently, uh... If you once we get into this match, you'll realize that does not really happen for them, for this match. Yeah, it does not. They have both put out a really good uh, start of this match. So, um, unfortunately, we don't immediately get to the violence of the match starts because Garza, being the shithead heel that he is, as I brief as I alluded to at the beginning, immediately runs to the ropes and is like, yeah, "Get him off me, ref!" Even though he didn't even get on him at all. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets out the corner, shoves Keith. I can't, I can't get him off you. He he hasn't even started doing anything. Yeah, he hasn't even walked toward. Like, what the fuck? So he shoves Keith when he gets out of the corner. Keith gets a cheeky little roll up here, and he thinks for a second when Garza gets him, he's like, "I should slap you across the face for that shit you just did." He's like, "But no, you're not worth it." <laughs> uh, you're not worth it. Get I love that. It's just like I could slap you across the face right now for what you just did there, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. So then, other uh, two finally lock up. And Keith gets the upper hand thanks to a hammerlock, wrist lock, and a snap mirror with a punt kick to hit to Garza's back. Yeah, uh, nice little soccer kick, huh? But as I alluded to before, Keith doesn't really think Garza is really worth it at this point, so he gives him a chance to get up and recover. And Garza, he takes a moment. He's like, okay, test of strength. And Keith's like, okay, fine. 
Sure, why not? And he uses it as a cover to sucker kick Keith in the gut. Except Keith catches his foot. <laughs> Which only further pisses him off at this point. So then he whips a chop across Garza's chest several times. And at this point, I would like to say, Brian Keith's chops and kicks are fucking disgusting in this match. Yeah, he really went, He really laid into he really laid into uh, Garza. Yeah, Garza did a really good job of selling these, but these things were uh, quote unquote like gunshots. Yeah, they were. I always love some good kicks like uh, chops like that. Mm-hmm. So this pleased me. Probably not Garza though. Uh, Garza then tries to strike his way back into the match, but Quick Keith puts him down quickly with a stiff forearm to the face, followed by an Irish whip into a back elbow to the face, which causes Garza to go to the outside to recover. And of course, as I said, he's the heel of this match, so he has to take fucking ten, like, what feels like eternity on the outside, walking around, gets to the ropes, ref, move him back, make sure he's not near me. Ref moves him back, slowly gets his way in, like, just drawing out as much time as he possibly can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just, ah, and then eventually, I'm like, alright, now beat his ass, and if I recall correctly, uh, he... <laughs> So he eventually try- gets into the ring, and Keith actually goes right at him, and I think he's going to get his ass beat. And then Garza basically takes his hand and just jams his whole fist into Keith's eye. Like he... <laughs> it's like it's it's like the most aggressive like punch to the face. To go with a saying from another thing, he was digging for gold in Keith's eyes. I was uh, like, uh... Ref! <laughs> Ref, hold on here. Ref, you gotta do something here, please. Mm-hmm. And once he finally gets him off him, he snapmares Keith. Kicks him in the back, a punt kick, as uh, Keith did before his payback. And he's goes like, yeah, that's my kick. Uh, <laughs> boy, did he make a mistake here. Because when he turns his back to Keith, Keith just gets up, turns him around, brutally knees him in the gut, snap mares him, and kicks him in the back again, and then kicks him across the chest. And at this point now, Keith has begun talking shit to him. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's deserved. You, you caused that on yourself for that. Kicks yeah. the hell out of Garza's chest. He starts disrespectfully kicking him in the face and smack-talking him, which I thought was hilarious that, like, you and I always had this thing where the heel kicks the uh, the face in the like like that, like, disrespectfully, and it usually means they're doomed. But in this match... Yeah, they, they're, like, they're like, huh? Huh, what are you going to do about it? And then they're like, I'll show you what I'm going to do about it and beat the hell out of the other person. If this time the face is just like, yeah, what, what you going to do, bitch? Huh? Yeah. You got all that talk, all that shit, and now you're fucking down for the count. And then... <laughs> And there's even a point here where, like, Garza, like, if I, if I recall correctly, he catches one of Keith's kicks. Yes. But then Keith just chops him across the back of the neck and kicks him in the chest It's like, again. oh, you caught, oh, you caught my kick? How about my hand? My hand to the back of your neck, boy. Yeah, now that your hands are full, here's mine. I loved it. However, Garza gets out of this predicament by back elbowing and forming Keith in the face, and it actually knocks his mouth guard out of his mouth. Yeah, a solid, a solid elbow. It looked like he really, Garza looked like he just put his whole body into it. Mm-hmm, and did his defense. Up until this point, he was getting his ass beat. So I can't even blame him for throwing everything to the one elbow he got in. Yeah, you know, you just gotta do it sometimes, man. Mm-hmm, and boy, does he take every moment he can to make Keith, to punish Keith for that. He starts to, like, run his face across the ropes, choke him out with the ropes, grind him down. Mm-hmm. Keith eventually tries fighting back by catching Garza in a head scissors takedown, and uh, he goes for a powerbomb, but Garza's able to punch him backwards so that he's in the corner now, and then he grabs the top ropes. He then jumps off of Keith and drop kicks one of his legs out when he goes towards him, and then he spikes him into the mat with a Hurricane Rana, which looked fantastic. 
Yeah, it did. I, I love me uh, Spike Kirk and Rana. It, the Spike Kirk and Rana's are always so sick. You never really see them these days, but when they're done right, my god, are they a thing of beauty. When they're done right and sold well, it's like, whew. That man just ate canvas. Sure did. Mm-hmm. And then after this, we get into like a semi-back-and-forth for a bit here where Garza will like get some offense in while disrespecting Keith. Keith responds with some of his own. Garza cuts him off. Like this goes back and forth for a while. Like it's a lot. It's a good, it's a good amount. I didn't feel like repeating the same couple spots over and over or the types of spots. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Uh, and this continues on until Keith is hanging on the ropes and Garza boots him in the stomach. And this causes yeah. Keith to roll on the apron, and Keith is really selling this kick to the gut. Like, he can barely breathe at this point, basically. He's like, oh god, oh, I got kicked so hard. And as he's on the apron, Garza spikes him face first into it with a DDT. Which was dope looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then goes into the ring and he does, like, the, uh, the tranquilo, like, laying on, like, the top turnbuckle, like, just, like, chilling and maxing and relaxing while, <laughs> while Keith is on the outside, like, trying to pull himself back into the ring. Max and relaxing and looking all cool, mm-hmm. uh, chilling on the turnbuckle outside the school. I, nice, I don't know. I tried. Nice. You get a get a golf clap for me. I gave it my best shot, man. It was, it was good. It was good. Uh, and then once Keith gets to the ring, he immediately knees him in the ribs, spikes him into the mat with a, and then spikes him in the mat with a double underhook DDT. Yes. But contrary to what Garza thought would happen, Keith kicks out of this. Yeah. Which was un which uh yeah, he was very frustrated. He so much so that he even starts to argue and put his hands on the ref. I like how the ref yeah, and the, yeah, he puts his hands on the ref and the ref uh is not having it and he shoves Garza and as he shoves Garza, Keith's like, Now's my chance and just rolls him up as he's mm-hmm. falling backwards. He does kick out of this though. He's not gonna get put away that easily. No, but forward. it would have been really funny if he did. It would have been hilarious. But uh so then these two go back and forth jockeying for control, and Keith is able to drop Garza with his own DDT, then a roundhouse kick to the side of the head when he gets up, and then he drives him into the mat with the rodeo DDT for the win. Which is kind of like, uh... If you've ever seen, like, the, um... How do I put this? Like, it's like he gets his opponent in a DDT, and he, like, jumps up in the air, and then he just full sends it back down the other direction. Yeah. Didn't Mickey James used to do that? Wasn't that, like, her old finisher? I think you're right about that. Didn't, like, her DDT was the one she used to, she used to like, do, like, the handstand, basically. She would, like, jump up and then come back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, now I'm thinking about it, if I recall correctly, it was called the Mick DDT. Yeah. It was like that. It was it was basically exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, overall, I thought this was a great match. There was a lot of good selling and character work between these two of them. Like, I, I didn't talk about it in the match, but, like, throughout the whole match, Garza was being just... He was being such a such a little bitch of a heel, and I loved it. Sure was. And my guy, when he was on top, he was just like the most smug, like just punchable face you could have seen in that <laughs> ring. And it was great. And I also thought the you know, the pacing of this match was solid as well. There wasn't really a lot of downtime outside of the one bit where there was a lot of back and forth, but that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. you wanted to like they wanted to show off that like while Garza may need help, and while Keith is probably better than him in one on one. He's not gonna go down without a fight. Yeah, uh, it was, it was still, it was still a solid back and forth though. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like oh. you said, everyone, everyone played their parts really well. I think everyone, uh, both both competitors really uh, were able to showcase like what they were best at doing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think their styles played into each other very well, and they had good chemistry throughout the match. Uh, everything kind, everything went pretty smooth. 
and I thought it was pretty solid. Oh, now I forgot. I, I almost forgot. I give this match a high meh. I mentioned that. I also gave it a high meh. It was pretty good, and I enjoyed it very much. And you should definitely go check it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's moving move on. on. Yeah. Let's... Moving on to our next match today, we got Sawyer Wreck versus Janai Kai from Wrestle League. This is for the uh, Wrestle League Women's Championship, and this is uh... Car- at, at the time of this match held by Janai Kai. It was odd, honestly, to see this match at first, because I saw it's like a prototype version of what Janai Kai and Soya Rec would become later. Yeah, it's it feels like they were this they were young in this in this one. Like Janai still had how long ago was this, how long ago was the matchup uh, up, uploaded? Let's see. Hold on, let me look. Yeah, you, well, you, you, you keep you keep talking. I'll go look. Like, yeah. Sawyer had on like a full wrestling gear. She had on like her. She was like a green, like kind of like black design full body gear janai still had all her hair she didn't have her makeup on i was it was genuinely it was like a whiplash it was kind of like um oh god this could be a throwback back when we did early episode when i found the kira hogan match where it was pre before she became here kira hogan oh you did yeah you remember that i yeah right 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 it was a while ago it was um it was with um i want to say was is it elena black i think her name is Yes, Elena Black now Cora Jade. Yes, I believe it might have been. It might have been. I forgot who it was. It was a prototype of two wrestlers, and I remember seeing Kira Hogan being like, "Holy, what the fuck? That is early ass Kira Hogan." So what? it's it's nice. It's kind of one of the benefits of independent wrestling is that you can find like where people were at points in their career, and you can like see their characters slowly develop. We even had like a Tommy End match before, like before he even got to Malachi Black, where his look in this match was when that match was more like it. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Malachi Black or um, Alistair Black, even. Yes. In WWE, if that's where you knew him from. <laughs> Anywho. So let's uh, let's get to this match. Yes. This so match, it looks uh... like, also, it looks like the Janai Kai Soyerak match was from like two years ago. Hmm. So you made a, a damn. The, how much things could change in over two years then? Two years is a long time, even though it does not feel like two years is a long time at this at this point in my life. Facts. <laughs> Okay, so uh, starting off this match, Wreck shoves Janai Kai back into the corner because if you don't know, Wreck is insanely tall, and Janai Kai yeah. is not. It's very much, this 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 match is the epitome of power versus speed here. Yeah. It's just Wreck trying to overpower Janai Kai and Janai Kai trying to outspeed Wreck, and that mm-hmm. is this whole match's dynamic. Yeah, like there's like a point here where like the beginning of the match where Kai repeatedly tries to shoulder tackle Rex to the floor, and it has no effect. And the only time something happens is when Rex like, okay, I'm done sitting here, and she just blows through Kai with her own shoulder tackle. Yeah. And uh, Kai tries to fight back with some kicks, a crossbite off the top rope, but Rex catches her and slams her down into the mat with a body slam. She then tries to pick Kai up and slam her again, but Kai fights back by countering into a choke hold until Wreck grabs her by her hair and like just throws her over her shoulder into the mat. Janai yeah. briefly mule kicks her from the floor. I still love the mule kick. We'll never not yeah, that the, move. That, that up kick when they're on the ground, it always comes out of nowhere and it's always great. Mm-hmm. But on her next kick, Wreck catches her leg and just plants her into the mat with a spine buster. And I actually love this bit. I hope that Sawyer Wreck brings it back, so it's fucking hilarious. It's a bit, it's, I thought it was quite funny. So the ref, after she p- tries to pin her here, the ref goes, one, two, Kai kicks out, obviously, at two. 
So she grabs Janai's head and just slams it into the like the mat over and over again. But she goes one slam, two slam, three <laughs> slam, and she goes, "See, that's three ref. That's how it should be." And I'm like, "I love this so much." Just mocking the ref. Fantastic. Yeah, mocking the ref while also just beating Kai's uh, head into the ground. It's fantastic. I honestly, I'd be happy if wrestlers did stuff like that. Besides, you know, the classic shoving or arguing with them. Mm-hmm. Could be fun. I don't know. Anywho, from here, uh, as Mikey said, this is as this is the epitome of power versus speed. Wreck just uses her size and power to step on and not Kai around the ring, despite her best efforts. And eventually, the things do start to turn for her for the better because she um she t- after she takes a chop to the chest from Wreck, Wreck tries to chop her again, and Kai ducks it. And then, honestly, she just unleashes a barrage of palm strikes to Rex's chest. Like, it's... <laughs> uh, yeah. If you've ever seen Mortal Kombat and you know um, Kung Lao, have you ever seen, do you know who that is, Nike? Yes. Yeah, you know, you know when he does x-ray, it's just, he just beats the shit out of you with, your ha- with his hands over mm-hmm. and over again? That's what this was. Yeah. Like, I, I, or I, what's I, that guy from Street Fighter who does like... Probably E-Honda. I think so. The palm strikes, yeah, just I that that was what Kai did, and Wreck felt it for sure. Yeah. Uh she tries to throw Kai back into the corner and uh she stopped actually yeah, and she uh she jams her boot into Kai's neck. And then Kai in it, what I was unexpectedly as far as I was concerned, uh she grabs said leg and she turns it into an ankle lock. Yeah, this was a this was a sick little this was like a sick little um like twist on the norm mm-hmm. where it's just like oh look the heels being the heel and choking the face in the corner oh no i guess they're just gonna get away with it and be like haha but kai was like nah 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 not today and just grabbed the foot and locked it in ankle lock yeah like, it was like oh damn and then like so then rex like ah, i got the rope so then kai just beats the shit out of her back and then she back elbows her in the face and f- they're both forced mm-hmm. into into opposite corners here if i recall correctly yeah yeah, so Kai beats the shit out of her back with several strikes when she grabs the ropes because, yeah, no, you're not going to get away from this. Mm-hmm. And she eats a back elbow of the face then and is forced back into the corner and wrecks the first of their feet and she chases Kai to the corner, hits her, then Iris whips her into the opposite corner and she goes to hit another running strike on her, but Kai moves out of the way and kicks her in the gut several times, pump kicks her into the rope three times, kind of like... What's the word here? Um, like you know, like those uh, like a paddle ball, like where it's got like the little like the um, what's the word? The rubber ball that you like, you hit it backwards and it bounces back. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like that. Like the wait, what is it? Like the, the paddle ball? Like the, yeah. The, 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 yeah, exactly like that. That's literally what this is three times. Like she bounces. Also, off the I keep I kick. keep doing the motion and I keep forgetting this is an audio medium, even though we've been doing this podcast for what like eighty five episodes now. I, honestly, I still I still do visual bits <laughs> for you here on the Zoom. It's it's honestly it works. You and I both talk with our hands, literally. Mm-hmm. Oh man, hmm, maybe we could do some Patreon exclusive content for that. Who knows? Uh-huh. <laughs> ah. Anyhow, so after getting paddleball three times into the ropes with pup kicks, she drops wreck with a cutter, which I remember looking really good. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, though, for Kai, this doesn't put Wreck away, and it leads to the two of them kind of on their knees facing each other, and they just begin to trade strikes with each other until Wreck nails Kai with a mean form to the face and sets her up for a choke slam. And I don't know why, but the crowd, which, by the way, fucking hated Wreck and loved Kai, 
I really? Mean, I know it was like it wasn't even like a heel face hate either. It was just like like whenever Kai got anything going, the crowd would explode. But then as soon as soon as <laughs> Sawyer Wreck got any got any that was doing anything, the crowd was like silent. They just did. It not. wasn't even like there was no booze or anything. It was like weird how like so dead the crowd was. They like heckled her at one point. This is it's like, not even like Sawyer Wreck was doing like it's not even like the match was bad. Yeah, it was which is like, why it was so weird. They were just silent. They just did not like her nearly as much as Kai. So then she puts her in a choke slam, and the crowd immediately starts booing the hell out of her. And I'm like, I feel like I've missed context here. Why does a choke slam suddenly change your opinion of her? But okay. Unless I'm misremembering this. And anyway, the moment she lifts Kai up, Kai jumps over her shoulder and kicks out the back of her leg, which causes her to fall into the ropes. And then mm-hmm. she turns around to get revenge for that, but instead Kai kicks out her leg again, and this time hits a spinning roundhouse kick to her chest as she's falling over, which looked fantastic, and finally gets the win. Uh, yeah. Fun fact, I think this is the first Jedi Kai match I've actually seen her win. Really? I've seen, like, if I recall correctly, like, five Jedi Kai matches in every fucking match. Like Yoya, who's part of Team Yokai, they always lost, no matter what. And I was always like, why can't they just win? Like, what? What? Just give me the win. And uh, finally they won, and I was very happy to see them finally win. Because I, I literally was like, I have no idea what their finisher is. They've lost every match I've seen them in. <laughs> oh, no! I literally have never seen their finisher. They always lose. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think I was talking about this um, before during one of the um, the crossover episodes for the Countout, where I was like, yeah, no, I it's just going to come out of nowhere. I'm not going to expect the Jani Kai win. And sure enough. And sure enough, here it is. It finally happened. Janai Kai defending her title against Sawyer Wreck here. Mm-hmm. Beto, um, so Mikey, what's what's your vibe on this match? I liked it. I think these two actually had pretty good chemistry. I think this match, like, there was some, there was, I will say there were one or two spots in this match where it was like, there, it looked like there was like a little bit of confusion as to what was about to happen next, but mm-hmm. it didn't last long and they got right back to it in like a second. But there was like, there was like a few points where it was like I saw like a little like stumble here or there where it was just like a little break in like the the flow of the match, but nothing like insane, like nothing major, nothing that makes me like dislike this match or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all in all, though, it was solid. Uh, I I am become slowly becoming a fan, or I guess quickly becoming a fan of uh, Sawyer Wreck as the every match I watch of hers makes me more of a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't wait to see more of Sawyer Wreck and Janai Kai. Once again, we knew how good she was. We wanted to come back because we've seen Janai Kai uh, absolutely murder some people during a blood during Bloodsport. I think not this past one, or she was in this past one, wasn't she? Uh, you what? watched it. You, you... sorry, say again. My mind just like was Janai Kai in this past Bloodsport? Yes, she lost, and and she was in the one before that as well. I know she was. And I think and she, she lost, lost that too. <laughs> but like I say, not not the point. Point not is, the point. Jedi Kai rules. Sawyer Wreck rules. This match is solid. Go watch it. Exactly. Uh, what? Sorry. Did you give your grade. I wow. Uh, Just, I, uh I'm agree. I, I'm gonna give it a high mat here. I, I also agree with. The I, high I, I liked it. The, these two uh, put on a show. I really like the. I really like the whole power versus speed kind of thing. Uh, I liked when I thought it was sick. Uh, whenever. Kai would like throw those big flurry of strikes 
that Sawyer Wreck just stood her, stood her ground and would just, like, come back and just nail her with one big one or, like, shove mm-hmm. her off, you know? It, it, it made it, like, a very David versus Goliath kind of scenario, and it made for a solid match. You know, now I think about it, the reputation these two had with the crowd was very David-Goliath. Goliath beats the shit out of David. No one cheers at all. Silence. David beats Goliath with a stone. Everyone explodes. Like, yeah, fuck Goliath. <laughs> you know, uh, in case I, I didn't already say it, I'm giving this match a high, man, as well. I was actually very pleased. Uh, I'm going to call this the Charlie Evans phenomenon because this is kind Charlie of... Charlie Evans phenomenon. Where you and I watch like a match or two of a, of a wrestler and slowly but surely both of us end up becoming really big fans of them. And that that's kind of with me also with Sawyer Wreck. I've seen two matches and I'm like, all right, I, I fuck with Sawyer Wreck right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, this match was good. Uh, and you should definitely go check it out. It's free on YouTube. If you follow us on Twitter, you can go uh, see it. We'll get to the plugs later where you can follow us and find us. Uh, so stick around. Also, real quick before we go into the main event here, we're just going to take a quick little break. I forgot about the ads. I almost did too. <laughs> uh, all right, we are back. Uh, we are here to talk about our final match this week. We have a match from Absolute Intense Wrestling. We have Tommy End, probably better known as Malachi Black, versus Raymond Rowe, probably better known as Ivar from the Viking Raiders. Uh, this match was basically exactly what I expected. Pretty much, yeah. And that is not a bad thing. Yeah, also correct. Like, it's... <laughs> you, you look at these two and you're like, alright... Two big tattooed guys that are known for beating the shit out of people. I'm expecting some meaty strikes. I'm expecting some wild fucking selling. And I'm expecting just a good, just a slobber knocker to quote JR, basically. And that, that's what this match is. Uh, fun fact, this match is also commentated by Eddie Kingston and someone else who I couldn't figure out. Yes, it was Eddie Kingston. That was, I, I, I was like, just, I tuned into this match and then all of a sudden I heard his voice and I was like, what? Huh? Huh? You know, I I was like, oh boy, this must have been like the old fucking days when everyone nope. was like, nobody else got that old, uh, got that fifty year old smoker voice like Eddie Kingston, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, it reminds me when I saw a picture in the like apparently the Red in Wrestling Center, a lot of wrestlers. So there's just a picture of I believe it was Daniel Bryan, EC3, and then there's just a pissed off Eddie Kingston in the background. <laughs> Or no, it was MJF, EC3, and then Mad Eddie Kingston. And I was like, what kind of reality did I just stumble into that these three just had a picture together? I mean, I don't know, man. It's still great, though. Oh, man. So, starting off this this match, it's kind of like a game of cat and mouse. Like, these two are kind of just like, you know, a couple strikes, a couple holds here and there. The two of them are like kind of feel each other out. And it's very clear by the end to set the tone of this match that while these two have very similar fighting styles focusing more so on strikes than anything else. Mm-hmm. Malachi is faster, but Roe is definitely stronger than him. Yeah, sure is. So, things start to kick off when they each try to strike each other, and the other blocks said strike, because while Roe is able to... Re- they block said strike, and then Roe briefly takes control with his power, but then Malachi regains his footing thanks to his speed. Again, Oddly enough, power versus speed being the motif of this match as well. Yes. Then we get this awesome sequence where, like, these two, like, basically mirror each other's moves before knocking each other in the face of the floor. Like, it's like, punch, punch, kick, kick. Like, something out of, like, an action movie. And then just, bam, both down. Yeah. Despite this, Malachi is able to pop him in the face with a high knee. 
well, which forces Ro to go to the outside, where Malachi then goes for a suicide dive, and Ro moves out of the way, which forces Malachi to go for a crossbody, and Ro catches him, unsurprisingly. <laughs> Though Malachi is able to hop over his shoulder onto his feet, these two then go back and forth on the outside uh, with strikes, and there's this awesome spot where these two are charging at each other, and instead of colliding, Malachi jumps onto the apron, so Ro goes running by him, he jumps down, he goes to hit Ro, and Ro fucking blasts him with a Superman punch. Yeah, Ro's, Ro has a nice little Superman punch, he man. He does, and he used it a lot in this match, and my first thought was, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, why does he use that word? Ah, yes, because ah, there's a man sitting yes. at the head of the table that uses that as his move. Why can't he use that in WWE? Oh, wait. <laughs> you and I would love to see There's now. one person who has a monopoly on the Superman punch, and we all know who it is. There is one thing I would like to see now, though. This is just a fantasy booking. Give me Roe versus Roman Reigns and have him whip out the Superman punch just yeah. for the story's sake and also just because I want to see him use it on live TV, because why not? Anywho, after that mean-looking Superman punch, Roe dominates Malachi on the outside. Rolls him into the ring, pummels him some more with hefty strikes, several suplexes such as a stalling and a T-bone suplex. Until Malachi crawls over onto the apron, where he's able to knock Ro down with a kick, which lets him attempt a double stomp from the top rope, but Ro is able to avoid by rolling out of the way. Except then Malachi shoves him into the uh, chest first into the ropes, and as he's rebounding back off of them with his back to Black, I just called him Black, goddammit. <laughs> Fucking. As to end, to Tommy end, yeah. yeah as he is ba- uh, rebounding off the ropes, he drops down and trips him. Which is, it worked! It I worked! Know, I was like, it was like, oh, it worked! The drop-down like, did the thing! I actually also thought to myself, like, you know what? That's probably the most legit way you can get the drop-down to work. You just get behind them as they're walking backwards, and they just trip. Yeah. And after he trips him, he quickly hits him with a quick running knee to the side of the face. Yes. Of course, so this causes Ro to go to the outside to recover. But Malachi is hot on his trail behind him, and when he catches him, he kicks the shit out of him. And blasts him with another running knee to the face as Ro is sitting in a chair. And Ro, on his knees, decides, ah, I know what I can do to make this situation better for myself. Let me just flip both fingers off to Malachi, who looks at him and just caves his chest in with a kick and knocks him back to the floor. And I was like, things you shouldn't have done. Things, yeah. Bad ideas. Bad ideas that I respect you for doing, but I would not have done myself. <laughs> Which, uh causes Ro to basically crawl into the ring and only get in at the count of six. Because Malachi's like, I'll wait in the ki- I'll wait in the ring, because Eddie Kingston all match has kind of been pointing out that, like, yeah, Malachi doesn't need to, doesn't need to beat Ro with a pin. And, like, he's going to just use his kicks to his advantage, whereas Ro's got his suplexes. Mm-hmm. So, v- clearly, Malachi was leaning into his kicks here. So, yeah, when he gets back clearly. into the ring, he goes for his, what I've described as his Muay Thai assault in the form of consecutive forearms, knees, and kicks to row, as I said, he was, as I said, Kingston emphasis, em- emphasized during this match, which knocks him back to the corner, and eventually, Roe dodges out of the way of a running strike, mm-hmm. and while Malachi is able to, like, jump up, holding the two ropes, and mule kick him away from the ropes, Roe is able to avoid a running strike from the top, that he then counters and then he counters a running knee from Malachi by flipping him backwards onto his knees and slamming into uh, slamming into his face a knee strike. Which, if you've seen WWE, is the spot where Rogue grabs him, kind of like he's going to do uh, Baron Corbin's end of days. But instead of going backwards, he throws them forward and goes, 
He screams, I'm not going to yell into the mic because that would hurt people's ears, and then he knees him in the face. It just looks insane, right? It does. <laughs> and... The, just he, being able to just flip somebody like that is wild. Yes, and he does a very good job of uh, having the impact of this move still sound as good as it is while hiding the fact that he's smacking the side of his leg when he does it. Yeah, because so, there's the, they, when, he, when they do the flip, they're like so close to each other that it's hard yeah. to tell like what's going on at all, so it's a good, mm. good spot to sneak in a little thigh slap. And it always sounds great. It looks great. So, of course, it looks great. Mm-hmm. And then after he does this knee strike, he picks up Malachi and plants him into the mat with an absolutely massive sit-out powerbomb, which, you know, makes sense absolutely now. Absolutely massive. Why they did a combination of this with uh, Hanson doing, I believe it was the blockbuster into the powerbomb. Mm-hmm. I believe they did this in NXT, but I might be wrong. Uh, mm. But, of course, Black kicks out because, of course, he fucking does. Of course, because it's it's Malachi Black, Tommy End. Mm-hmm. So he goes for a gut-wrench suplex, but Malachi is able to land on his feet out of said suplex. And when he goes for a head-scissors takedown, Ro catches him. And it looks like Malachi is going to get dunked on again with another powerbomb. Mm-hmm. But instead, he elbows his way, he elbows Ro in the head until he falls down. And then he double stomps his chest so hard, to quote Eddie Kingston, that he bounces off him like a trampoline. I don't know why in the sentence, he elbows Roe so hard until he falls down, made me laugh. <laughs> it's a little thing. But I just, I just picture Roe running up to like the ref being like, I fell down. <laughs> Help, I fell Help, down. I fell down. Get up. Like a little kid who just got like a scrape on their knee. <laughs> I fell down and got a boo-boo. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anywho. So then, and then, out of nowhere, as Malachi picks Ro up, Ro locks him in an ankle lock. I was like, uh, hello? <laughs> okay. So Malachi gets the bottom rope, and rather than just getting the rope break, he actually hops back up to his feet on one foot. Jumps over Ro, pushes him into the corner, and... Going back to his old bag of tricks, Ro tries to do that overhead throw into, like, the knee-to-the-face, like, throw combo that I talked about before. But Malachi lands on his feet instead, and Roundhouse kicks him in the side of the head. Which then mm-hmm. leads to Malachi falling with a double stomp from the top rope, a spinning heel kick to the side of the face, also known as the Black Mass, as it would become in WWE. Yep. And then a bridging German suplex. And this combo looked fucking sick. I fucking love this shit. Yes, it sure did. But and then when absolutely bananas when Ro kicked out of it, I actually was genuinely surprised. I was like, "That's it, it's done." He hit him with the black mass. He's dead. A double stop. He's he's dead. No, he told me go fuck yourself. (laughs) So he picks him up. Ro clocks him in the face of the forearm, knocks him down, and then he collapses the floor again. They each get back up. Malachi unloads into Ro with a combination of knees and kicks. Muay Thai in this bitch with his running knee to the side of the face. And then he screams, you're dead, bro. And he goes to run the ropes. But unbeknownst to him, Ro has gotten up and is right behind him. So when he rebounds off the ropes, he turns around and sees no one's there. He's like, wait, what the fuck? And as he turns around again, Ro runs into him and just bashes his face in with running double knees to the face. Yeah. Sick. Again. It's just, these two have ridiculous chemistry. And again, another question of why does Ro not do these double knees to the face they look fucking awesome because wwe doesn't want him to shine that or Ro just can't do them now maybe maybe i don't know anywho malachi kicks out of this though so Ro looks 
genuinely surprised that he <laughs> kicks out. He's even so shocked that he grabs this ref like it's like a pinch me. I tell me I'm not dreaming that he fucking kicked out of that. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah, he like grabs the ref by the shirt and he's like, are you really? Are you serious? So, he, take it. it was weird. He wasn't like angry. He was more like aghast. He was more no. like fucking, are you kidding me? No fucking way. It's like, you, no, I fuck, that's Cap. No fucking shit. Yeah, that's Cap. <laughs> I was like, no, no, it's two. I promise it's two. So, taking a play out of Rose's book here, when Malachi gets picked up, he locks Rose in his own submission hold, this one being an octopus. And he tries to convert this into a pin, but Rose kicks out of it and then socks him in the jaw, like just straight up punches Malachi in the, ch- in, in the jaw. They both fall and collapse to the ground with him. Mm-hmm. Then we get in a, ve- a very cool spot where they both like simultaneously spin up and around and like are face to face with each other on their knees. They both just, like, slide back into the opposite corners, get up, stare at each other, and they just collide. Forearms, kicks with each other, and I have to say, there are some... These are probably the media-sounding strikes of the whole match. Like, they were really fucking laying it into at this point. Yeah. Like, oof. You could feel the pain from watching it. And then it comes to an end when Ro hits Malachi with another Superman punch, and Malachi responds with a running knee to his face. And as a result, he goes to the top rope to hit Roe with a double stomp again. But this time, Roe gets up, stops him with strikes, and then slams him into the mat with an avalanche gut wrench suplex off the top rope. Which must have sucked ass to fucking take. For sure. Malachi then gets up. They give each other pretty much everything they've got at this point. Malachi hits a spinning heel kick. Roe goes to throw him forward and knee him in the face again, except... He has to adapt it because Malachi blocks it. So instead, he throws him up in the air and knees him in the back of the head. And then jumping double knees him in the face again. Uh, yep. Malachi kicks out of it again. So he picks him up and goes for the a full Nelson suplex. As a result, Malachi counters it with a fucking spinning jumping kick to the side of the face. Which I've never fucking seen. But looked awesome. But Roe gets a rope break after this when he goes to pin him. And when Malachi immediately goes on the attack after this, Roe knees him in the face and hits him with another sit-out power bomb that he kicks out of again. So he manhandles Malachi by lifting him up off the ground and kneeing him in the back of the head on the way down. Like, he literally picks him up and throws him in the air and just his head lands on the back of his knee. And that's enough to get him the win. Yeah. It's like a... It, <sighs> It's hard. It's like a GTS neckbreaker almost, but he like spins him. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the strikes in this match, but the one thing I most enjoyed about this match was this match very much felt like the epitome of two people with diff- with the same like class, but they specced into a different skill tree. <laughs> That's how I ended up coming out. Like it, you could, it was very much like, all right, I can do this and you can do this, but I have kicks. He's like, but I can throw you around like a rag doll. I have kicks. Well, I have suplexes. And it's kind of like a matter of like, okay, I guess who's gonna? Uh, I, it's kind of outsmart because they could very, you can very much tell they knew each other's fighting moves, moves, fighting styles throughout this match. Mm-hmm. The only complaint I do have about this match is that it did last a bit too long at points for my taste, but that's because it had a very stop and go pace to it at points. Mm-hmm. Kind of similar to the, uh, to the, uh, what's the word, uh, the Keith and Garza match we talked about before. 
Though this one I enjoyed a bit more because, whereas this one had more of a stop and go pace to it, like it's just the strikes. The whole match is a whole. I appreciate. I enjoyed a bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about you, Mikey? I've talked for a minute and a half, so. Yeah, you've been, I mean, you've been talking about, like, exactly what I've been thinking about this match. It's just very good. Like I said before, these two have amazing chemistry. It, it feels like they've been work. they probably have been working together for God knows how long. Uh, they have always kicked the shit out of each other, and they are uh, two very similarly, they have two very similar styles, and I think that works well for both of them, because they know each other inside and out at this point, and they know kind of what they're going to do. So it makes for an awesome match, because they can come up with cool reversals and fun, like, spots here and there. And just all in all, this match was really solid, and these two just murdered each other with hard strikes. And uh, I think I'm going to give it a mark out. This one was really fucking good, and I was really into it. I'm going to give it a high meh. Okay. I like cross that bar for you? Nah, I think the, uh, honestly for me, I think it was literally just a stop and go pacing at the end. And the fact that this match went on for longer than I thought it was going to, that took me out of it a bit. But like I said at the start, it's literally exactly what I want it to be. Like, it was not a bad match. Mm-hmm. Simply didn't reach that for me, as you said. Yeah. I, hey, man, sometimes it just doesn't get there. But for me, it did. I thought it was really good. I thought it was, uh, ridiculous at, at that these two just through literally everything they had at each other and just like you know absolute insane kicks uh awesome awesome suplexes awesome holds just all around for me it was just awesome so i was into it mm-hmm. uh but yeah that that is all of our match that is all of our matches this week yes. holy moly yeah holy moly that was a bit of a longer one than usual these days mm-hmm uh, but that, uh, that is everything this week. So why don't we leave you with a little bit of a preview for what we got coming up next week? We got some cool matches. I picked the majority of them, so I will go through my two and then Zach, you can see what you brought to the table. Mm-hmm. I brought to the table, uh, Super Flash versus Dastan from Pro Wrestling Legacy. Uh, we have gone over Pro Wrestling Legacy matches in the past. Uh, they have all been really good, so I can't wait to see what this one holds. Uh, and I've heard very good things about Super Flash, and uh, I can't wait to see what these two bring to the table. And I also brought from Battle Club Pro uh, Women's Crush Wednesday 2, we have Savannah Evans versus Edith Surreal. Ooh, Edith Surreal. It's, uh, it's been a minute since we got an Edith Surreal match. Yes, it has, and I'm very excited to get back into it. Very nice, very nice. And uh, rounding off this week, uh, as per a recommendation from fellow counter Connor Smith, Nice. I decided to bring us PJ Black versus Marcus Burke at UCW. Cool. Cool. I'm excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Same here. All right. Well, with with the previews and the wrestling matches out of the way, that just leaves us with the plugs. And the plugs are to remember that you can go follow us on Twitter to find the links to all of these matchups uh, when this episode is released. And if you're listening to it, that means it's released, obviously. So go check out our Twitter uh, at IndieWaters where you can find all of the links to all the matches and just hang out with us on Twitter, talk to us, recommend matches over there, uh, and just see our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. You can also follow uh, the Countout Network on face- on Twitter, count- uh, at Countout Pod. Countout Network is our like mothership uh, podcast host here. Uh, 
Indie Waters wouldn't have been a thing without it, and you should go follow the Canada Network uh, over on Twitter and go check out all the other shows on the Canada Network, such as How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling, Your Dose of Death, Okada Shorts, Ring Post Radio, all kinds of stuff uh, here, all kinds of fun content here on the network uh, for you to check out. Oh, and of course, we have Pure, uh, which is a Ring of Honor podcast, and all of the content is very good. And you can find more of it on YouTube as well. You can go follow Count Out, a wrestling podcast network on YouTube. Go subscribe over there. Go like the videos over there. Uh, and let us know how we're doing. Let us know how we're doing over on any podcast app. You can leave a review, which I believe is still just Spotify and I, uh, Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. Like I'm in fucking 2008. <laughs> uh Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave us five-star reviews over there. Let us know how we're doing. We would really, really, really appreciate it. And if you want to rep some Count Out merch or some Indie Waters merch, you can go to countoutpod.com slash store where you can find all of our merch over there. We have uh, hats, we have shirts, we have stickers, all kinds of stuff over there. Go check it out if you want to rep Count Out Network or Indie Waters. Uh, you can also... Go check out the rest of the website for anything else you need to know about the Canon Network. Uh, we're always looking for writers and podcasters, so if you have, if you are interested in being a writer or a podcaster for the Canon Network, uh, you can go contact us over on that website we talked about, canonpod.com, uh, and let us know. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to get in talks, and let us, and we love to grow the family over here at the Canon Network. So let us know if you are interested. And if you have any match suggestions for this show, Indie Waters, you can tweet at us at Indie Waters and let us know uh, what match we should watch, and we'll shout you out on the show for it and check out your match. We love fan suggestions. We always find them so intriguing because we love seeing all the different flavors of wrestling from everybody. Because uh, me and Zach are biased towards a certain amount of styles, so it's fun to <laughs> it's, it's fun to get matches from fans who who like different wrestling than us. You know, true, true. It helps with the diversity of the the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that about covers all of the plugs. Zach, you got anything? Yet. Didn't think so. So that just leaves me with one thing left to say, and that is to remember that there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. has been a count out podcast hi guys this is lauren this is michael and this is your dose of death podcast if you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling look no further as me and mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling whether it's interviews show reviews or everything in between we have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling whether it's past present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts 
And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. Yeah, see you at the show. <laughs>